Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Thursday, May 12th, 2022. Coming up this hour. The Wall Street sell-off spreads overseas. Global team coverage straight ahead. Cryptocurrencies resume declines as Bitcoin nears 25,000. Investors await another reading on inflation. And Disney shares drop on the company's growth outlook. Governor Murphy seeks to require New Jersey insurers to cover abortion costs, plus reaction to the U.S. Senate's vote to block abortion rights. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stashdower in sports. The Rangers survive. They beat the Penguins to force a game six in Pittsburgh. The Mets lost. Another win for the Yankees. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. On Bloomberg 1130 New York. Bloomberg 991 Washington, D.C. Bloomberg 1061 Boston. Bloomberg 960 San Francisco. Sirius XM 119. And around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app. Good Thursday morning. I'm Karen Moscow. I'm Nathan Hager. Bloomberg Daybreak is brought to you by BNY Mellon's Pershing. Learn why the world's most sophisticated wealth management and institutional firms rely on Pershing to help them improve profitability, create efficiency, attract talent, and manage risk at Pershing.com. Well, U.S. futures are extending yesterday's sell-off. It's 6.01 on Wall Street, and we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P futures down 30 points this morning. Dow futures down 200, and NASDAQ futures are down 136. That's down 1.1 percent. Ten-year Treasury up 26.30 seconds, yield 2.81 percent. And the yield on the two years, 2.56 percent. Nathan. Well, Karen, it's inflation worries that have U.S. stocks starting this session at their lowest level since March. March of last year, the hotter-than-expected print we got from consumer prices yesterday is sparking fears that the Federal Reserve may unleash further tightening and tip the economy into recession. Michael Darda is chief economist and macro strategist at MKM Partners. That's still a major problem for this bond market, a major problem for this Federal Reserve, and as we're seeing, a major problem for the valuations that support the S&P 500. Michael Darda at MCAM Partner says the Fed missed the boat on inflation. The tech-heavy Nasdaq tumbled more than 3% yesterday. It has now lost more than a quarter of its value this year. Austin Graff is a portfolio manager at Truemark Investments. You're seeing a, a continuation of kind of what we've seen Throughout the the entire year so far, we are seeing some of the, the the high flyers the last few years and the growth names trading off. Yeah, so speaking of of high flyers, Austin Graff at Truemark says Apple is down about twenty percent from its recent high. In fact, the iPhone maker is now second to Saudi Aramco as the world's most valuable company. Well, Nathan, yesterday's sell-off is spreading overseas, and we begin our global team coverage now with Bloomberg's Ewan Potts in London. Good morning, Ewan. Good morning, Karen and Nathan. Plenty of red on traders' Bloomberg screens this morning in Europe. Investors taking fright at that stubborn U.S. inflation. The stock is 100 down 2.1%. Mining stocks, the worst-performing sector, down more than 4%. But real estate and car makers also near the bottom of the table. All 20 industry groups lower this morning. As to the markets, the FTSE here in London, one of the worst-performing, 
down 2.3%. Live in London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Ewan, thanks. We saw the same selling pressure overnight in Asia. Let's continue our team coverage now. Bloomberg's Juliet Sally joins us from Singapore. Good morning, Juliet. Good morning, Nathan and Karen. The MSCI Asia-Pacific Index fell to June 2020 lows as new COVID cases in Shanghai dampened prospects for a reopening. Investors also appearing to be unimpressed by Premier Lee's comments, urging officials to use fiscal and monetary policies to stabilise employment and the economy. Hong Kong shares came under pressure as the city intervened to defend its currency for the first time since 2019. In Singapore, Juliet Sali, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Juliet, thank you. Well, we're also seeing cryptocurrencies continue their sell-off this morning. We get the latest on that live with Bloomberg's Renita Young in New York. Good morning, Renita. Good morning, Karen. The crypto market has lost more than $200 billion in wealth over the past 24 hours. Bitcoin's trading at its lowest level since 2020. At one point this morning, it touched just over 25000 Right now, it's trading at close to 28000 It's been falling in conjunction with the regular market, but the collapse of the Terra USD stablecoin is triggering a flight from many of the large digital tokens. And backers of the coin are trying to raise about $1.5 billion to shore it up. Stable coins are key elements of the crypto market. There were traders park funds as they move in and out of other tokens. The total, total value of all stable coins is beyond $100 billion. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Renita, thanks. Let's turn to corporate earnings on Wall Street now. We've been watching shares of Disney this morning. They're down more than 5% in early trading after the company reported subscriber gains for its flagship streaming service that beat estimates. But it's also tempering its outlook for the year. We get the details from Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet. Disney said it will trim spending on movies and TV shows on the conference call. CEO Bob Chapek said Disney is lowering its projection for overall film and TV spending by $1 billion to $32 billion this year. Disney did report that of an expected growth in its flagship Disney Plus streaming service while saying half of Disney Plus subscribers are adults without kids. In New York, Charlie. Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Charlie, thank you. Well, on the economic front today, we'll get another key reading on inflation. The producer price index comes out at 8.30 a.m. Wall Street time, and we get a preview from Bloomberg's Michael McKee. Inflation isn't going away soon, but it may ease a bit. Producer prices are forecast to have increased more slowly in April, following a stronger-than-expected gain the previous month. While food prices continued to accelerate, oil prices retreated in April. Supply chain snarls could worsen amid China's COVID lockdowns, suggesting wholesale inflation will be slow to recede. Coming after a firm April CPI, the PPI is unlikely to add much to market thinking about inflation or the Fed's plans for raising rates. Michael McKee, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Mike, thanks. As the Fed fights inflation, it's adding another new member to its ranks. The Senate's added a third nominee of President Biden's to the Fed board. Lawmakers confirmed economist Philip Jefferson as Fed governor yesterday. Today, Senate Democrats expect to vote to confirm Jerome Powell to a second term as Fed chair. And in the markets this morning, Nathan, we're seeing the impact of the recent bond sell-off. PIMCO saw clients pull more than $14 billion from its funds last quarter as investors fled fixed-income securities amid rising interest rates. Well, stocks are what investors are fleeing from this morning, Karen. Right now, S&P futures are down 29 points. Dow futures down 187. NASDAQ futures are lower by 131 points. The 10-year Treasury is up 25, 30 seconds. Now the yield, 2.82%, and the yield on the two-year, almost 2.57%. Just ahead, your latest local headlines and to check of sports. This is Bloomberg. 
It's 6.07 on Wall Street. Now we're at 60 degrees in Central Park. Got an accident on eastbound 3. It's on the on-ramp to the Lincoln Tunnel. Details coming up in traffic. First, Michael Barr with what else is going on in New York and around the world. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. New Jersey, Governor Phil Murphy says he's backing legislation to protect and expand abortion access in the state. Murphy says that includes a requirement that insurers cover costs of the procedure. Abortion is health care, and health care decisions should be left up to the individual. Your body belongs to you. Governor Murphy made his comments after a leaked opinion indicated the U.S. Supreme Court will overturn the landmark Roe v. Wade decision. The high court will meet today. The Democratic leadership in the U.S. Senate failed in its attempt to codify abortion rights into law. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter reports. The vote to move the bill to the floor needed 60 eyes. It got 49. Vice President Kamala Harris immediately made it a campaign issue. And let's be clear, the majority of the American people believe in defending a woman's right, her choice, to decide what happens to her own body. And Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, though, says he doesn't understand the uproar. Democrats are melting down because the Supreme Court may, may, uphold a Mississippi law that would limit abortion after 15 weeks. The final Supreme Court opinion and ruling is due most probably in June. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak. Finnish leaders have announced Finland must join NATO without delay given Russia's invasion in Ukraine. Neighboring Sweden is expected to decide on joining NATO in coming days. New York City Mayor Eric Adams and the NYPD want the federal government to revoke the business license of a big gun manufacturer they blame for the increase of ghost guns in the city. Adams says the company Polymer 80 sells untraceable, ready-to-assemble gun parts online. It comes as crime is on the rise in New York. Former New York Congressman Joe Crowley says the economic impact of the pandemic is partly to blame. I think this is all related in many respects uh, to what's happened in terms of coming in uh, out of this virus, the you know the COVID-19, the impact that it's had on the overall economy. Former Democratic Congressman Joe Crowley spoke on Bloomberg's balance of power with David Weston. South Korea says North Korea fired a ballistic missile off its eastern coast. The missile was launched last night toward the sea. Global News 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg. Nathan. Thank you, Michael. 6.09 on Wall Street. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update with John Stashow. Nathan, the Rangers, had they lost last night, would have been playing golf today. Instead, they're traveling back to Pittsburgh for Game 6 tomorrow at the Garden. They trailed the Penguins 2-0. Late second period, they came alive. Truba has it at the right point. Side steps, Carter. Moving in. Truba, backhand shot. He scores! 3-2 Rangers! Unbelievable. 98-7 ESPN. Three Ranger goals in two minutes, 42 seconds, but 13 seconds after the Rangers took the lead. The Penguins tied it on Jake Gensel's second goal tonight, seventh of the series. So game five was tied. Toronto. Lost control of the puck. Now comes the Heedle who shoots and scores. Philip Heedle gives the Rangers the lead with a power play goal early in period three. An empty netter at the end. The Rangers won 5-3, but can they win in Pittsburgh where they just lost 7-4 and 7-2? Will the Penguins have Sidney Crosby? He left last night with an injury. Florida was down 3-0, came back to beat Washington. Calgary beat Dallas. They're both up 3-2. NBA Milwaukee came from 14 down in the fourth quarter to win in Boston. 
Memphis beat Golden State by 39. The Bucks and Warriors have the 3-2 series leads. At the stadium, another win for the Red Hot Yankees. Made it 15 to the last 17. Beat Toronto 5-3. Glaber Torres drove in all five. Mets had a 3-0 first inning lead in Washington. Pete Alonzo homered, but the Nationals with five in the bottom of the first and three more in the second. No more scoring after that, and the Nats won 8-3. to three. Tyler McGill got only four outs. He gave up eight runs on eight hits. John Stash Hour, Bloomberg Sports. Nathan? All right, John, thanks. S&P Futures are giving up 26 points right now. Dow Futures down 164. NASDAQ Futures are lower by 122 points, leading the declines by 1% on the NASDAQ Futures. The 10-year Treasury is now up 24, 30 seconds. Yield 2.82%. More on the market sell-off next. We'll be speaking with Michael Hewson of CMC Markets. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg Daybreak is brought to you by the Jewish Communal Fund. JCF's donor-advised fund is the smart choice to manage your philanthropy, especially in times of crisis. Make your giving impactful. Visit jcfny.org. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business App, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. Global stocks and U.S. stock index futures are falling this morning as stubborn inflation in the world's biggest economy adds to the case for more aggressive monetary tightening by the Fed. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day. On Bloomberg, right now S&P futures down 29 points, Dow futures down 198, and Nasdaq futures down 140. The DAX in Germany is down 2.4%. Ten-year Treasury up 25.30 seconds. The yield at 2.82%. The yield on the two-year, 2.57%. NYMEX crude oil down 1.5% down $1.57 at $104.18 a barrel. COMEX gold down a quarter percent, or $4.90 at $18.48.80 an ounce. The euro, 1.0436 against the dollar. British Found 1.2206 and the yen at 128.77 and bitcoins falling down almost three and a half percent at twenty seven thousand four hundred dollars. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Karen, thank you very much. Ukraine's military says Russian forces are continuing airstrikes on the steel plant in Mariupol. It comes on day 78 of the war. Finland's president and prime minister say that they're in favor of applying for NATO membership. Neighboring Sweden is expected to decide on joining NATO in the coming days. In the NHL playoffs, the Rangers stay alive after beating the Penguins in Game 5. The Capitals lost to the Panthers to fall behind in that series three games to two. NBA playoffs, the Celtics lost to the Bucks and are now on the brink of elimination. The Warriors lost to the Grizzlies, the Golden State's. Still leads that series 3-2. In baseball, Yankees won. Mets lost to the Nationals. Red Sox and Orioles lost. The Giants and A's won. Global News, 24 hours a day, on air and on Bloomberg Quick Tech. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg. Nathan. Okay, Michael. Thanks. 619 now on Wall Street. Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak. Want to go now right to Michael Hewson, Chief Market Analyst at CMC Markets, as we watch the sell-off continue in equities. Michael, it seems like uh, markets find further ways to move lower. How much further do you think this could run? Yeah, last last week, I think you asked me the question, um, are we in a bear market? And I sort of sat on the fence a little bit. I said, you know, if we break 4,100 on the S&P and, and around about 12,900 on the NASDAQ, then yeah, absolutely, I think we would be. 
And I think we do have significantly further to run. I think the market reaction to those breaks that I highlighted last week suggests that we can see 3,800 on the S&P initially on the move to 3,500 and 11,700 on the NASDAQ on the way to potentially 10,500 over the course of the next few weeks and months. Now we're not too far from either of those levels now with the S&P closing at 39.35 yesterday. Do you see this market move as overdone? Is it the right reaction to what could come from the Federal Reserve? I think it is. I think if you look at it in the context of the growth outlook, we got GDP numbers out of the UK this morning. We saw a March contraction, which means the UK economy has only really expanded in January this year, with inflationary pressures expected to grow over the course of the rest of the year. You've got a cost of living crisis. Certainly those CPI numbers yesterday that we saw from uh, the US suggest that the US consumer is starting to or is going to start feeling the pressure. Certainly the consumer credit numbers out of the US over the past two months worry me immensely. Um, we've been we've seen massive growth there. And I would argue that the excess savings that the US consumer had um, over the course of the past 12 months has gone because why would you borrow on a credit card when rates are going up because your repayments are going to be inordinately expensive? So I think a big test next week will be U.S. retail sales for April, but also the numbers from Walmart and Target. What will they tell us about the U.S. consumer? Well, what kind of tests do you think we could see from producer prices later this morning? Are you looking for further signs of stickiness and inflation on the producer side? I am, simply because I think we saw a bigger than expected rise in the numbers for March. They went up to 11, they went up to 11.2%. Now, we are expecting a small moderation to 10.7%, but I don't think it's going to be as big a moderation as perhaps markets pricing in. Um, look at prices pay components on the ISM. They actually spiked up in April. So why would we expect a decline or a significant decline in producer prices? And they generally tend to be fairly decent forward-looking indicators. So I think there is a concern about stagflation going forward. And you can look at the U.S. labor market and say, well, yes, there are significant amount of vacancies. I'd be interested to see how quickly those 11 million vacancies disappear as the economy continues to slow. If we continue to see financial conditions tighten like they are right now, what does that mean for the Fed? I think it makes it very, very difficult for them. I mean, they can be, at the moment, they seem very, very focused on getting inflation under control. And I don't think they seem that bothered about causing a recession because potentially I think they see the alternatives as far worse. Um, so the U.S. economy is in much better shape than, say, for example, the economy here in the U.K. or Europe. But I think ultimately they are going to have to force a significant slowdown in order to get inflation under control. The bigger question is whether that's a price they're willing to pay. So in our last 30 seconds here, Michael, do you expect that the U.S. reaches a recession this year? Uh, I'm putting me on the spot. Timing Sorry. these things is always very, very <laughs> difficult. I think it's very, very difficult. I mean, okay. obviously, we see, we've seen a first quarter contraction. I'd be very surprised if we see a significant pickup in Q2. But who knows? We could well see one towards the end of the year, maybe Q4, beginning of Q1. 
All right. Well, as as always, Michael, good to get your thoughts. Thanks for this. Michael Hewson is a chief market analyst at CMC Markets. As we watch equity markets fall, S&P futures right now down 28 points. Dow futures down 185. NASDAQ futures down 132 points, a drop of 1.1%. Even more bleeding in Europe with the DAX in Germany down 2 and a third percent. The CAC in Paris down 2.7%. The 10-year Treasury right now up 23.30 seconds. The yield just shy of 2.83%. Yield on the two-year 2.58 and the 30-year yield below 3% at 2.96, almost 2.97 on the long-term note. Just ahead, more on the market sell-off and Disney's dim outlook. Five things you need to know to start the day next on Bloomberg Daybreak. Bloomberg 1130 weather, partly sunny, low 70s today. Scattered showers possible tomorrow with a high near 70. And we bring the showers back possibly on Saturday as well with highs in the low 70s. Currently 60 in Central Park. Broadcasting live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studio in New York. Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C. Bloomberg 991. To Boston. Bloomberg 1061. To San Francisco. Bloomberg 960. To the country. Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe. The Bloomberg Business App and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. It is 6.30 on Wall Street. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. We're just about three hours away from the open of U.S. trading. Time for the five things you need to know to start your day. Brought to you by IBKR. Investment advisors switch to interactive brokers for lowest-cost global trading and turnkey custody solutions. No ticket charges and no conflicts of your interests at IBKR.com slash RIA. Up first, yesterday's hot inflation reading is sending markets downward. Stocks begin the session at their lowest level since March of 2020. Former New York Fed Governor Bill Dudley says Fed Chair Jay Powell may have to tighten monetary policy more than he's planning to. I think he's four to five or higher. Um, you know, I was three to four maybe six months ago. <laughs> I'm four to five. Wouldn't shock me if I'm, you know, five to six uh, a few months from now. Former New York Fed Governor Bill Dudley said the Federal Reserve must forcefully state how it will hit its inflation target. We'll get another key reading on inflation this morning when the producer price index is released. Now we're watching markets in Europe and Asia fall as well, Karen. European stocks are poised for their fifth straight week of declines. And crypto assets also tumbling here, Nathan. Bloomberg's Renita Young joins us live with more. Good morning, Renita. Good morning, Karen. The crypto market has lost more than $200 billion in wealth over the past 24 hours. Bitcoin's trading at its lowest level since 2020. And at one point this morning, it touched just over 25000 Now it's close to 28000 It's falling in conjunction with the regular market, but the collapse of the Terra USD stablecoin is triggering a flight from many of the large digital tokens. Backers of the coin are trying to raise about $1.5 billion to shore up the token. And stable coins are key elements of the crypto market. It's where traders park funds as they move in and out of other tokens. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak. Okay, Renita, thanks. Turning to corporate earnings, Disney shares are down about 5% in early trading after it tempered its outlook. Gerber Kawasaki CEO Ross Gerber thinks strong subscriber growth in the streaming service reflects overall positive signs for Disney. Disney had very good results for their streaming businesses and and much better than we expected because obviously we thought they had a tough comparison to the COVID era. And, you know, quite frankly, 
all of their businesses are starting to improve now. Gerber Kawasaki CEO Ross Gerber spoke with Emily Chang on Bloomberg Technology, which airs weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on Bloomberg Television. And in Washington, Nathan, the SEC is reportedly probing whether Elon Musk broke rules when he disclosed a large stake in Twitter. Musk is also facing FTC inquiries over taking Twitter private. And that's the five things you need to know to start your day, brought to you by Interactive Brokers. Straight ahead, your latest local headlines, plus a check of sports, and this is Bloomberg. Thanks, Karen. 633 on Wall Street, 61 degrees in Central Park. Still watching the accident eastbound 3 on the off-ramp to uh, Route 495, the on-ramp, actually. We'll uh, get the details in traffic. Michael Barr is here with more on what's going on in New York and around the world. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy is taking additional steps to protect abortion rights. The Democratic governor wants his state to make midwives, advanced practice nurses, and physician assistants clear to provide abortions. We remain steadfast in our commitment to ensuring that all New Jerseyans have access to reproductive health care, including abortion. And we stand with women across the nation who are facing inevitable hardships on the horizon. Governor Murphy also wants in-state insurance companies to cover abortions. Senate Republicans, along with Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, have blocked a bill to turn abortion rights into federal law. This as Supreme Court justices are set to meet today for the first time since a draft opinion that would overturn Roe v. Wade was leaked to the media. Finnish leaders have announced Finland must join NATO without delay given Russia's invasion in Ukraine. Finland's Foreign Minister Pekka Havisto addressed the EU Committee on Foreign Affairs in Brussels this morning. Russia and its representatives must be held accountable for the consequences and effects of the illegal war of aggression. Foreign Minister Havisto says a few months have changed everything. Mandatory evacuations are underway in parts of Orange County, Southern California, as a wind-driven wildfire moves through. The so-called coastal fire has destroyed nearly two dozen homes. South Korea says North Korea fired a ballistic missile last night toward the sea off its east coast. Meanwhile, in a rare admission, North Korea imposed a nationwide lockdown today to control its first acknowledged COVID-19 outbreak. The country has a poor health care system and as 26 million people are believed to be mostly unvaccinated. Pro tip, if you're going to see Broadway star Patti Lapone wear your mask in the theater... Put your mask over your nose. That's why you're in the theater. That is the rule. The company star called out an uncovered audience member during a Q&A panel at New York's American Theater Wing. Lapone then used an expletive to tell the offender what they could do if they didn't follow the rule. Oh, dear. Yeah. Lapone, who is 73, she tested positive for COVID in late February. I remember that. Yeah. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts from more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg. Nathan. Yeah, and I know, Michael, that was about all that you could play from that clip on the radio. Yeah, so that was it. thank you for that. All right, 6.36 on Wall Street. Time to check Bloomberg Sports with John Stasha. Thanks, Nathan. The Rangers facing elimination, trailing the Penguins three games to one and trailing game five of the Garden two nothing. But after no goals in 35 minutes, three goals in two minutes and 42 seconds. Adam Fox, Alexis Lafreniere, Jacob Truba. Then third period, a Ranger power play and the first playoff goal for Philip Hedl. Rangers with an empty netter at the end. They beat the Penguins 5-3. to three. They still trail the series 3-2. to two. The Ranger concern is whether they can now win in Pittsburgh. Game 6 tomorrow. The Penguins concern is an injury suffered last night to Sidney Crosby. Florida rallied to be Washington. 
Calgary beat Dallas. NBA Memphis at one point led Golden State by 55. The Grizzlies won by 39 to stay alive. 40 points for Giannis under the Kumpo. Milwaukee rallied late to win in Boston. The Celtics took out the Nets in round one. Nets GM Sean Marks met the media in Brooklyn to talk about how to get better. We have prided ourselves on the past with finding players with a chip on their shoulder, with a resilience, with something to prove. Um, we're going to have to go back to that. We're going to have to go back to looking a little bit more at development, looking more at finding the right characteristics of a player that fits here. And when asked about locking up Kyrie Irving with a new long-term deal, Mark said he's not committing to that. In D.C., Nationals got to Tyler McGill, beat the Mets 8-3 to with all the scoring coming in the first two innings. McGill got only four outs. Gave up eight runs, eight hits. The series ends this afternoon. The Yankees will visit the White Sox tonight. They just beat Toronto 5-3. to Labor Torres drove in all five. The Yanks have now won 15 of their last 17. John Stash Hour, Bloomberg Sports. Nathan? All right, John, thanks. 637 on Wall Street. Time now to take a look at stocks, some of the names moving in the pre-market. Bloomberg Radio and TV markets correspondent Kriti Gupta looking for any hints of green this morning. I imagine it is a tough job on that front this morning, Kriti, but I know you're keeping an eye on earnings as well. Yeah, well, it's been a tough job for the past couple of months as well, but we got to yeah. talk about some of these downside stories because it's not just about selling out of these positions. Some of them are based on fundamentals, which, to your point, Nathan, brings me to earnings. We'll start off with Disney here. That's got to be the big story overnight. DIS is your ticker, down about 5%. Now, they did beat some subscriber estimates. I don't know if you're a Disney Plus subscriber, Nathan. Am? Uh, oh, yes. you are. So you're mm-hmm. one of the 137.7 million uh, that Disney I feel Disney so special boasted. now. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a good spot to be in. Uh, <laughs> I am as well, by the way. The estimate there is 134.4 million. So they did come out with some pretty big numbers. Here's the downside, though. They warned about the rest of the year. They're trimming some of that spending on movies and TV shows. So for fans like you and myself, it means perhaps a little less content. But they did say their theme park business was strong. And when you're talking talking about what kind of parts of their business that makes. About 70% of the revenue comes from the media, from the streaming business, um, but obviously their media, and that includes, you know, when you go to a Disney store and buy a Disney hat or whatever that may be. It includes all of that, their content, their Disney channels, etc. The other 30% comes from theme parks, from cruise lines. Remember, that was the part that was shut down uh, during the COVID pandemic that really amplified the switch to streaming. So they, But they said that both sides were actually very strong. It's simply the issue of what's going to happen in the rest of the year. The growth won't be as strong as it has been in the past two quarters. Executives on the call also saying that the company plans to introduce Disney Plus to 53 new markets. That includes South Africa as soon as next week. And that will perhaps offset some of the disruption they're seeing in the likes of Poland and Ukraine, of course, uh, from the war there, Nathan. And just for more full disclosure here, I'm also an iPhone owner. And Apple shares aren't doing so hot this morning either. Well, did you see that story about how they're retiring the iPod Touch. That I was my did. very first Apple Yeah, I shed a tear over that one, yeah. I was in the fifth grade, and I was the only one who had it. It was my, <laughs> my, my pride and joy. Um, but to your point, Apple so is also... spoiled. I know, I know. My dad just did it so I could show off. He's a good dad. Uh, <laughs> AAPL is your ticker. It is down 1.3% this morning. And remember, this puts them on course to open more than 20% below their January peak. So Apple shares hitting a bear market. The other one you want to talk about here is Beyond Meat, also taking quite a hit this morning. BYND is your ticker, down 25%. It dropped below its IPO price. This is huge because, of course, they did report earnings. They weren't that great. Analysts slashing their targets on the plant-based food company across the board, Nathan. So even on the tech side, the consumer staple side, arguably Beyond Meat is a consumer staple. A lot of red on the screen wherever you look. Yeah, a little bit of both for Beyond Meat for sure. Thanks, Creedy.
as always, Bloomberg Radio and TV markets correspondent Kriti Gupta with us as we continue to watch the sell-off. S&P futures down 24 points now. Dow futures down 156 and NASDAQ futures lower by 124 points. Ten-year Treasury up 22, 30 seconds. The yield there, 2.83%, and the yield on the two-year, 2.59 on the nose. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg 11.30 weather, partly sunny, low 70s today. Scattered showers possible tomorrow with a high near 70. And we've got another chance of showers Saturday with highs in the low 70s. 60 right now in Central Park. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business App, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update brought to you by BNY Mellon's Pershing. Learn why the world's most sophisticated wealth management and institutional firms rely on Pershing to help them improve profitability, create efficiency, attract talent, and manage risk at Pershing.com. Futures lower this morning. We go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call. And here's Bill Maloney. Bill, good morning. And good morning, Karen. That's right. U.S. futures are in the red right now with Dow futures down 178 points. SB's dropped 28. NASDAQ futures are lower by 141. The U.S. 10-year yield at 2.83%. Gold is down 3. Oil is also in the red. And Bitcoin is down by 2.2%. It fell below 25500 at one point. Japan dropped 1.8% overnight, while European markets are also under pressure, led by 2% losses in the U.K., France, and Germany. Back in the U.S. on the economic front at 8.30, initial jobs claims and April PPI. After the Bellas night, Disney warned subscriber growth in the second half may miss expectations. And regarding earnings this morning, CyberArk Software boosted fiscal year revenue forecast. Wrapping things up, Plains All-American was raised to outperform at Credit Suisse. Beyond Meat was cut to equate at Barclays. And Ford and GM were cut as Wells Fargo sees EV costs rising massively. Live from the First of Breaking News Desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen? All right, Bill, thank you to hear live breaking news of your Bloomberg type squawk on your terminal, SQUAWK. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Thank you very much. The U.S. Supreme Court will gather today for the first time since the leak of a majority draft opinion that suggests the court will overturn Roe v. Wade. Yesterday, the U.S. Senate failed to pass a measure to enshrine abortion rights in federal law. Ukraine's military says Russian forces unleashed airstrikes on the last pocket of Ukrainian resistance in the besieged city of Mariupol. South Korea says North Korea fired a ballistic missile last night off its eastern coast. In the NHL playoffs, the Rangers stay alive after beating the Penguins. The Capitals lost to the Panthers. In the NBA playoffs, the Celtics lost to the Bucks and are now on the brink of elimination. The Warriors lost to the Grizzlies. Baseball, the Yankees won. The Mets lost to the Nationals. The Red Sox and Orioles lost. The Giants and A's won. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg. The following commentary is from Bloomberg Opinion. I'm Jonathan Bernstein, a columnist for Bloomberg Opinion. In the continuing story of Donald Trump's perceived influence within the Republican Party, this week delivered a mixed verdict. His endorsed candidate won a high-profile House primary in West Virginia, but the Trump-backed candidate for governor in Nebraska fell short. What matters for Trump's influence within the party is his perceived clout. How well that reflects Trump's actual sway with voters is harder to assess. In multi-candidate races in Ohio last week and Nebraska this week, Trump's candidates got about a third of the primary vote. 
If Trump's backing is worth at best 33% of the Republican vote, that's really not that impressive. It's also true that a lot of candidates Trump didn't endorse, even some who were running against candidates he supports, sound a lot like the former president. But whether that's a question of Trump's influence or not is complicated. It's possible that what's really going on here is Republican-aligned media dominating Republican primaries. And that's a very big story in U.S. politics right now. I'm Jonathan Bernstein. For more opinion, please go to Bloomberg.com slash opinion or OPIN Go on the Bloomberg Terminal. This has been Bloomberg Opinion. And Bloomberg Opinion commentaries can be heard every weekday at this time, and Terminal customers can read more at OPIN Go. It is 6.50 on Wall Street. We turn to news and science and technology now with the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology, ranked a top 50 national public university by U.S. News and World Report. NJIT is future in the making. Learn more at njit.edu. Now here's its making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. North Korea has imposed a nationwide lockdown to control its first acknowledged COVID outbreak after holding for more than two years to a widely doubted claim of a perfect record keeping out the virus. A failure to slow infections could have serious consequences because the country has a poor health care system and its 26 million people are believed to be mostly unvaccinated. Saudi Aramco has overtaken Apple as the world's most valuable company on surging oil prices and ongoing weakness in tech stocks. Earlier this year, Apple boasted a market value of $3 trillion, but has since fallen nearly 20 percent. And another honor for Frank Wilczek, the Nobel Prize-winning theoretical physicist renowned for his boundary-pushing investigations into the fundamental laws of nature, has been given this year's prestigious Templeton Prize. That's awarded to individuals whose life's work embodies a fusion of science and spirituality. Established in 1972 by the late philanthropist Sir John Templeton, the prize is one of the world's most lucrative individual awards, currently at more than $1.3 million. And that's the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Nathan. Okay, Karen, thanks. We're live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios. We're at 652 on Wall Street. Now it's time to check what's going on in D.C., where some of the top stories include the, the abortion rights bill getting blocked in the Senate. President Biden warning Democrats of voter anger over inflation and senators warning of the tech threat from China as a competition bill awaits. Also making news just this morning, President Biden marking a million lives lost to COVID-19. Bloomberg government congressional reporter Jack Fitzpatrick is here with us now for more on all these stories. Jack, we are likely to reach that milestone sometime today. The official numbers are just shy of a million right now, but we did get a statement from the president this morning. Yes, we did get a, a statement from the president uh, acknowledging that, and the plan is to have uh, the flags at half-mast uh, today uh, in order to uh, acknowledge the milestone that is expected today. We may also hear more because the president is supposed to uh, participate in this international COVID uh, virtual summit today. Obviously, the U.S.'s milestone is, is not the only thing on, on the docket, but after about 15 million deaths internationally, uh, we, I, I wonder if the president might raise that in his comments to kick off that summit, uh, as he also, of course, pushes for a bill from Congress for COVID resources. Yeah, it is very interesting for this milestone to come just now when the the COVID aid that had been part of the Ukraine package was stripped out. So where do things stand now with uh, ongoing COVID relief? 
It's very stalled, uh, and especially it'll be interesting to see how the president sort of acknowledges the lack of progress on that in an international forum, which he's taking part in today, uh, given that there was a bipartisan agreement initially on a domestic package. The president had asked, had asked for $22.5 billion overall. There is an agreement to give him $10 billion on the domestic needs. Then the Title 42 immigration debate got that locked up. Uh, and now we're hearing from lawmakers, you know, we eventually will need to do uh, the the funding for global vaccination, global therapeutics, that kind of thing. But that immigration debate that tripped things up and the decision to not include that in the Ukraine aid bill really stalled things. Uh, so we don't exactly have a schedule going forward other than that talks are, are ongoing on a COVID bill. Uh, and it's very difficult without an agreement on the immigration side of that policy that allowed uh, under pandemic authorities allowed officials to expel people from the border more quickly. All right, let's turn to the abortion debate now. We had that test vote in the Senate yesterday on a uh, starting debate on codifying abortion rights, but it didn't even get every Democrat on board. Right. Uh, Joe Manchin did not side with them on that, and I think test vote is the right word to use for this. It, it was very much a vote with an eye toward November. Um, they really could have gotten more support if it were a narrower bill. Hearing from uh, Senator Manchin, Senator Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, they could get a simple majority, very likely, on something narrowly tailored to codify the Roe v. Wade uh, right to have an abortion. Uh, but there are some some provisions in this bill that go a bit further let, limiting what states can do to pre, to place limits on that right. Uh, so Manchin is against it. They didn't get Republican support. It's something Democrats put up uh, essentially as a show vote to put Republicans on the record. And, of course, even if they could get a few more votes on something narrowly tailored, uh, that wouldn't get them to 60 votes. So really this has become a political issue with the midterms in mind. Yeah, it is going to be interesting to see if this does resonate into November. But if you hear some of the president's latest comments, Jack, it sounds like he's really focused on the potential uh, political Achilles heel of inflation. Yes, he has called that his top uh, domestic priority. He has really responded to the the negative feedback on on the, just what an issue that is. And he he spoke uh, yesterday at a DNC event, uh, saying it's it's a very tough issue heading toward November. He's essentially warning Democrats that is a, a major weight on them. He's tried to, uh, on one hand, point to the Fed and say this is the Federal Reserve's job. On the other hand, he's pointed to some of the legislative outlook pushing for some tax increases on the wealthy uh, under the Build Back Better plan that I guess will be renamed at some point that hmm. is also still stalled. Uh, but really, ultimately, he, he clearly has come to the, the recognition that this is a very difficult issue for Democrats in the midterms that's not going away. Bloomberg Government Congressional Reporter Jack Fitzpatrick with us this morning. Read more about all these stories at Bloomberg.com or on the Bloomberg Terminal and listen to Bloomberg Radio in Washington at Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM HD2. The prospect of stickier inflation and potential further Fed tightening is definitely what's on markets' minds this morning. we got S&P futures now down 16 points. Dow futures down 96. NASDAQ futures lower by 102 points. The 10-year Treasury up 20, 30 seconds. The 
yield 2.84% as we await the latest read on inflation in the producer price index. Much more to come on Bloomberg Surveillance next. For Karen Moscow, I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.